Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Yes, we will. Are you ready to do that? I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Yes, the answer is yes, we will make America great again. We will succeed. We will save this nation because this nation does not belong to those who want to destroy it. It belongs to you and to me. And that's the message of President Trump and of so many other great leaders in this America First movement. Brothers and sisters, what a night we had last night. I hope you were joining us for that. Uh, really, we went for an hour last night. We were talking about what makes a Trump rally. What are the dynamics and it is just so, so awesome. And I, I wanted to let you know how much I enjoyed doing that with you uh, last night. And as I mentioned, you know, in these rallies, we talk about the corruption. We talk about the deep state that President Trump, in his promises of what he's going to do in a second term, says he will obliterate, obliterate the deep state, uh, obliterate their influence, obliterate them politically. And uh, I want to focus a little bit on that tonight based on the testimony of the director of the corrupt FBI. Christopher Wray appeared at the, in the House of Representatives before uh, one of the committees that we had some great, great um, representatives there questioning him. I'm going to show you some clips today, uh, and we are going to... Uh, just, you know, what we have to do in the midst of all of this is we just have to fortify ourselves with a proper understanding and a, uh, of, the, of the evil that we're facing, the corruption that's going on. The FBI really does have to be just, I mean, there, sure, there are individual uh, uh, agents that are working in there very uh, generously, selflessly, and, uh, and well. But the institution is is beyond reform, as far as I'm concerned, is corrupt. And, uh, they, they, you know, work can be distributed among other agencies. Uh, and uh, we're going to get it again, some of this footage. But let's go to the scriptures, as we always do. We start with the word of God, because we need to look at all these things in the light of his word and pray over them, as well as renew our commitment to work to change things. So I want to go to Psalm 14 because it talks about corruption among the people of God. Let's see what it says. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, no, not even one. 
Have they no knowledge, all the evildoers, who eat up my people as though they were eating bread and do not call upon the Lord? There they are in great terror, for God is with the generation of the righteous. You would shame the plans of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people. Let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Let us pray. Yes, Father, we are in the midst of corruption in this nation. We see it on full display. There are forces at work now in America, even in our institutions like the FBI, institutions formed for good purposes, given good missions, but now have been, that have become weaponized. Lord God, we stand in the midst of this corruption and we recognize it for what it is, we call it out, we expose it, we call on our fellow citizens to join with us in reforming it. Lord, enable us to elect the right leaders, the right leaders who will deal with this corruption. We cannot sit back, we cannot wait, we cannot hope that things will resolve themselves on their own, and Lord, we cannot be naive, thinking that, oh, this is not really that bad. Oh, those that are complaining about this are being extremists or conspiracy theorists. Lord God, your word is truth. Your word enables us to see truth. Your word enables us to shine light in dark places. Your word divides the thoughts and motives of the human heart. Enable us, Lord, to speak your word of truth into this corruption, to shine your light of justice into this darkness. Bring America out of this temporary period where tyranny is raising its ugly head. Whether it's in the destruction of babies by abortion, the corruption of our children in school with indoctrination, into dogmas that have nothing to do with your truth, whether it is the drugs and the crime pouring into our nation from a broken, open border. Whatever it is, Lord, the deception, the lies of the fake news media, Lord, in the midst of this, this, the, these, these, these overflowing rivers of corruption, enable your people to stand firm and to have none of this, but to elect leaders who will get us out of this mess. We ask all this through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You know, friends, he sends us the Holy Spirit. And in that spirit, we are able to deal with all of this. All right, so the FBI was set up in order to deal with a very limited agenda. It's not supposed to rule our lives, and it's not, we're not supposed to have some kind of a national security force that intrudes into the lives of Americans. We are a free people. I want to share with you some clips today to help make my, my point and help us understand what's going on here even better. 
And uh, one of my uh, friends in the uh, in the conservative movement spent a lot of good time with him uh, uh, on many different occasions and been on his program multiple times. He has multiple programs. Uh, is Sebastian Gorka, Doctor Gorka, and uh, he has a great, great experience uh, working uh, uh, in in the government, especially in the area of uh, of our of our security uh, as a nation. He worked under uh, President Trump is a trusted advisor of his and a very insightful uh, commentator on the things going on in our day. Not just a commentator. He's a, a, a rallier. He's, he's somebody who uh, it calls us to be the best that we can in defending this nation against tyranny. Uh, great patriot. I want to share with you a clip of, of, uh, of what he said yesterday about these hearings going on in the House of Representatives. Let's listen to Dr. Sebastian Gorka. We have um, a man who is basically running a political police force. You saw the news of this week, just two days ago, an individual who says he has conclusive proof because he was part of it, of the Biden family receiving monies to change U.S. policy, pay for play. That individual, Israeli U.S. citizen Galluft, told the FBI four years ago on neutral territory in Europe that I have this evidence, I am disturbed by it, I no longer want to be involved, and I give it to you. He gave an interview this weekend telling the world who he is and the evidence he has. And less than 72 hours later, what did we hear? The FBI, the DOJ filed multiple felony charges against him to shut him up because it's Biden's DOJ and this man has evidence against Joe Biden. How do we stop it? Well, for the time being, we've got to make them squirm. God bless Andy Biggs. God bless Matt Gates. This is what he had to ask. Christopher Ray, a few moments ago, cut 16. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that, that assessment by the Inspector General? I'm not, I'm not sure, actually, that's a, a correct characterization of the Inspector General's uh, oh, well, findings on well, that. Well, the Internet but, will remind you of I, that in moments. But, but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. Would, would, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems like you- a number you should know. How many times the FBI's breaking the law under your watch? Is it a quarter of a million or is it a million? And let's, you know, translate the Washington lingo into English. Illegal FISA warrants. What is FISA? We're not supposed to have a domestic security service in America. We were unique in the Western world, that we didn't have a federalized police force to investigate our own citizens for political purposes. There's no MI5, there's no Bundesverfassungsschutz as there is in Germany. 
we had the FBI for very small, limited number of federal crimes. Bank robbing, kidnapping, for catching foreign spies on U.S. soil. Not for spying on U.S. citizens. In fact, it was illegal to do so. Until what happens? The FISA secret courts were created. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Even the name is maskerovka, is desinformatia. Why? Foreign Intelligence Surveillance. It's nothing to do with foreigners. It's a cover to acquire secret warrants behind closed doors from judges whose identity is classified. Can we just stop for a millisecond? How do we have judges whose identity is secret? Where is the transparency in front of the law? And if the FBI goes to this secret court, they can get warrants saying, oh, um, John Smith who lives in Detroit, he's in contact with some foreign threats to America. And we want to spy on him. We want to surveil his phones, his internet contacts, his emails. Oh, and when you get the warrant, guess what? Who's representing you in that secret court? No one. You have no representation. You've got the executive talking to a secret judge. And a quarter of a million times, the warrants were bad. Now, that's polite. It means they're illegal. Over a million instances, according to the attorney, the inspector general. If a warrant is bad, guess what? It is an illegal instrument. We are protected by the Bill of Rights, by Article 4, against undue search and seizure. Our bodies, our property is sacrosanct unless a crime has been committed or there is a reasonable expectation that a crime is about to be committed. But secret procedures behind closed doors with judges whose identity is classified, and even then, even then when it's hidden, we find out more than a quarter of a million of them were bad, quote-unquote, meaning illegal, what has happened to this nation? Are these, are these not transgressions more egregious than which led to the creation of America? The quartering of troops without permission on your land? Yeah, that's pretty bad. But having your communications, your private communications as a U.S. citizen surveilled based upon warrants that were illegal? How is that not reason enough for overturning the apple cart? God forbid we have another revolution or a civil war in America. But the FBI cannot be allowed to stand. It must be dismantled. Otherwise, nobody's rights, unless you're connected to the elite, are safe. And the whole reason why America was created has been deleted by those who believe they have more rights than you.
I'm always grateful for Dr. Gorka's uh, insights. The very reason America was created. Brothers and sisters, let's take a step back. You know, sometimes we can be confused about all the details, the claims, the counterclaims. Uh, 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 the, the stories can be confusing. Lots of detail. What, what, what Dr. Gorka did there helped us to take a step back and say, well, why was America created? Why have we got this flag here? And why have we got great defenders of America like President Trump, like Sebastian Gorka, like so many others? We are a nation of freedom. Our rights, our individual liberties, starting with the right to life, our bodies, sacrosanct. The government, again, you look at the Constitution, he made reference to the Fourth Amendment. The founders were very clear. This is not a government that's supposed to control the people. And we've gotten so far away from an understanding of how this is supposed to work. We are free. So, so we're not, you know, it's like, oh, you know, oh, do I have permission to go here and to do this and to believe that and to say this and to espouse this, this opinion? And this is not, government has no role in any of this. The freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures. Unreasonable. Notice how he, he pointed out the very, very limited scope of government. You, you, got, you got certain crimes, you got treason, you got spying, kidnapping. Okay, there's got to be agencies of government that deal with the crimes that happen or when it is very clear that they are about to happen. But this has been transformed now into spying on American citizens, showing up like, like our friend and colleague in the pro-life movement, Mark Halk, Peaceful, prayerful presence in front of a, a center where people are paid to kill, to kill their babies. And the man is, 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 is uh, uh, arrested by, by, by FBI agents coming to his house with drawn guns at 7 o'clock in the morning. This is not America. And you heard what, you know, and I am sick and tired, and I'm sure you are too. Of all these people from the Biden administration that come in front of these committees in Congress, and it's like they can't or won't answer the questions. You notice here, you got the director of the FBI. He doesn't even know how many times they've broken the law. How many times? We're not talking about three, four, five times. Hundreds of thousands of times. Breaking the law, why? Because they're violating what our founders instituted, that the American people are not subject to a police state. What has happened here? Again, Psalm 14. Together, they have become corrupt. They have no knowledge, all the evildoers, who eat up my people as though they were eating bread. This scripture summarizes it perfectly. Eating up my people eating up their freedom, eating up their sense of self-worth and, and courage and freedom to, to pursue their goals today and express their beliefs and do the work of this nation, building justice and freedom and protecting life and raising their families and creating, creating goods for society through their businesses. All right, so we had this hearing yesterday. And again, I'm tired of seeing these people sitting there and they won't answer the questions. 
They, 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 see, it's that lack of transparency that is a key element of tyranny. We have, we, we're supposed to have transparency in our legal processes in the United States. And that when you see so much lack of transparency, judges whose names you don't know, secret committees that are making plans to come after you and me, that's a, it's a, that's a clear red flag about tyranny reasserting itself in, in America. And it's got to be resisted. It's no exaggeration to say that standing against this corruption is standing against the very thing our founders stood against when they founded this nation. That's a big statement to make, friends. But that's what he's saying, in other words. That's what I'm saying. That's what so many of us are saying. That's what President Trump is saying. Don't think all this is hyperbolic rhetoric. It's not. That's what's so disturbing about this. It's not hyperbole. It's not a, a, a you know inflammatory rhetoric, a, a, a not disconnected from reality. The reality is worse than what we're saying here. So I want to play for you now another another representative in Congress that I've had the pleasure of being with uh, uh, so many times uh, in person, and and uh, I mean these people are as inspiring uh, in person as uh, as they are uh, on television and in these committee hearings. But someone who, as you well know, is doing such a great job of leadership for defending freedom is uh, Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Uh, and so as the chair of, the, of this committee, he, uh, he opened with the statement now that I want to share with you. And again, notice that the scope of problems here with the FBI and with the attacks on our freedom that he lays out. You know, a key here is just us being more aware. Uh, us being able to frame this issue not only for ourselves, but for our fellow citizens, this is where uh, it, it, it needs to start. It's not that we're going to persuade these extremists. Listen, they don't care, and they're not going to stop. We, the people who understand and are concerned about these things, need to make sure we understand it even deeper so that we can vote these people out of power, these Democrats that are doing this. But Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, uh, one of the great ones, and uh, fighting for us. Listen how he opened this hearing yesterday. Eight days ago, eight days ago on July 4th in the Western District of Louisiana, the court found that the federal government suppressed Americans' First Amendment free speech rights. In his conclusion on page 154, the court said this, the judge said this, plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing that the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 mask and lockdowns, opposition to the lab leak theory of COVID-19. Opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that the Hunter Biden laptop was true, and opposition to policies of the government officials in power. All were suppressed. It is quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. The court further writes, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. Specific to the FBI, the court said this, the FBI's failure to alert social media companies that the Biden laptop story was real and not Russian disinformation is particularly troubling. The 
The FBI had the laptop in their possession since December 2019 and had warned social media companies repeatedly to look out for, quote, hack and dump operation by the Russians prior to the 2020 election. Even after Facebook specifically asked whether the laptop story was Russian disinformation, the FBI refused to comment, resulting in social media companies' suppression of this story, and as a result, millions, millions of our fellow citizens did not hear the story prior to the November 3rd, 2020 election. Additionally, the FBI was included in industry meetings, bilateral meetings, received and forwarded alleged misinformation to social media companies, and actually misled companies in regard to the laptop story. When the court says the FBI misled, that's a nice way of saying they lied. They lied and as a result, important information was kept from we the people days before the most important election we have, election of President of the United States, election of the Commander in Chief. In a survey last fall, four out of five Americans said they believe there's a two-tiered system of justice in America today. They said that because there is. They said that because of what they've witnessed. Think about what Americans have seen. National School Board Association, left-wing political group, writes the White House and asks them to treat parents as, at school board meetings as terrorists. And the Garland Justice Department does just that. They put together a memo, set up a dedicated line of threat communication, a snitch line on parents. As a result, parents get investigated by our FBI, get a threat tag associated with their name, 25 of them. Because whistleblowers came and told us we're investigated by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Americans have seen the FBI's Richmond field office put together a memorandum saying pro-life Catholics are extremists. They've seen 20 FBI agents, SWAT team members, show up at the home of Mark Halk and arrest him in front of his wife and seven children, even though he had indicated he'd be happy to turn himself in. And what was he arrested for? Him and his 12-year-old son were praying outside an abortion facility. Some guy starts screaming in his son's face, and he, and he did what, what, frankly, any dad would do, defended his child. What's interesting is the National School Board Association apologized for the letter, but the Attorney General refuses to rescind his directive. The FBI did rescind, thank goodness, the Richmond Catholic Memorandum, but they refuse to tell Congress who wrote it and who approved it. And Mr. Halk, Mr. Halk, when he got his day in court, he was acquitted by a jury of his peers. American speech is censored. Parents are called terrorists. Catholics are called radicals. And I haven't even talked about the spying that took place of a presidential campaign or the raiding of a former president's home. But maybe what's more frightening is what happens if you come forward and tell Congress. If you're a whistleblower, come tell the legislature, come tell the Congress what's going on. Look out. You will be retaliated against. Ask Garrett O'Boyle, who told Congress about these issues. Took his clearance, they took his pay, they took his kids' clothes. Ask Gary Shapley, 14-year veteran at the IRS, handled some of the biggest international tax fraud cases at the agency. He comes forward and the Justice Department kicks him off the case. But here's what's truly unbelievable. Here's what's amazing. With all that history, with all that, the Justice Department, the FBI, want the taxpayers they censored, the parents they labeled, the 
pro-life Catholics, they called radical. They want them to pay for a new FBI headquarters. And they want Pfizer reauthorization of the 702 program in its current form. It's in, it's in the director's opening statement. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. There are 204,000 reasons why Republicans will oppose Pfizer reauthorization in its current form. 204,000 times the FBI improperly searched the 702 database. And unlike the FBI censorship in the court's opinion that was focused on conservatives, the FBI's illegal scrutiny wasn't just limited to conservatives. BLM supporters were illegally scrutinized by the FBI as well. And I hope our Democrat friends will join us in opposing reauthorization of Section 702 the way it's currently done. And I think they will. And I hope, and I hope they will work with us in the appropriations process to stop the weaponization of the government against the American people and end this double standard that exists now in our justice system. I want you to see the problem and I want you to see the hope. The problem, brothers and sisters, goes beyond any particular issue. It's not that, well, these Democrats have one policy position, Republicans have a different policy position. It's not that anymore. It's a transformation, a weaponization of the very mechanisms of government that are meant to help us live in peace, order, and freedom, and to work out our differences on the issues. You have government imposing its own truth and punishing those who don't conform to its way of thinking. Again, that is completely anti-American. That's communist. So, so again, it's not rhetoric when we say the Democrat Party has become communist, Marxist. Please, this is not hyperbole anymore. These are not metaphors. This is not... Uh, oh, let's imagine how bad maybe it could become in the future, and by imagining it, therefore, we'll help to avoid it to happen. This is a description of what has happened. It, it, we've got to make a mental jump here. We've got to get up beyond our, our comfort zone of how we've been interpreting things that are going on now in this country. What more do we have to hear? This is a hearing in the United States Congress sitting on top of mountains of evidence. These are things that have happened before our very eyes. You heard the congressman lift, list some of them. We've got we've to help our fellow citizens. Look, people are asleep. And that's the only danger here because there are clear signs of hope. The court decision that came out on the 4th of July that Congressman Jordan referenced saying to the Obama administration, you of the officials of your administration have got to stop communicating with the heads of these social media companies to shut down the free speech of Americans. We're not talking about terrorist threats because there's some uh, uh, international spy moving in our midst. It's not what this is talking about. It's American citizens who have the freedom to speak a message with, yeah, which with which their government might vehemently disagree. That's fine. But the government's not the arbiter of truth and is not the arbiter of our speech. But they're becoming that. And then when somebody tries to say, well, who wrote this memo targeting Catholics there in Virginia and God knows how many other cities? They won't tell us. You see the lack of transparency? This is a red flag. Oh, they won't tell us. Nobody knows who wrote the memo. 
Yeah, well, we have a right to know. Because those people don't belong anywhere near the levers of power in this country. The Biden administration communicated with social media companies to tell them to take down the posts of American citizens who have freedom of speech and to do so furthermore to make sure their political opponent doesn't win an election. This is not America. And again, look, what I'm saying here is you've heard these things before. But we've got to help our families, our fellow citizens, our fellow believers, the people who are sitting next to us in church worshiping every, every Sunday, hopefully every Sunday. We've got to wake them up. Things are, things are really bad right now. There's been a fundamental change that has occurred in the way our government is operating. And this is not a change that gets fixed by, oh, well, we've just got to tweak a few of our, our rules. There was some kind of memo uh, that came out from the FBI not long ago after all these things started coming out. And, and it was trying to say something like, oh, yeah, well, okay, you know, yeah, some of this is a problem. So we're going to review our, our uh, procedures here. And, and re this is not about revising. What procedure are you going to revise? Oh, that we don't raid the home of a former president? What procedures are we going to revise? How many guns you take to the home of a peace-loving pro-life American and, 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 and greet his family at the door? With drawn guns? It, it does not a matter of revising procedures. This is a matter of, again, let me go to Psalm 14. They have become corrupt. President Trump said, if I get into office again, I will obliterate the deep state. This is what he's talking about. You don't deal with... This psalm begins by saying, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are all corrupt. The fool. You know what Scripture says about the fool? The fool is someone that you can tell him something a hundred million times and he doesn't change. That's the fool. The wise man, you know the old saying, a word to the wise suffices? Think about what that means. It means you tell the wise man one word. You only have to tell him once that something he's doing is wrong and he changes. Doesn't become perfect, but, but he, 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 he realizes it and says, yeah, okay, you're right, I'm going to change. He takes the advice. He takes the counsel. He learns. The fool doesn't learn. The fool doesn't reform. The fool doesn't repent. The fool doesn't care. We're being ruled by fools. We're being ruled by corrupt people who absolutely must be removed from power. Not a single vote for a single Democrat, my friends. They are the ones now who are Marxists in America. They have become a threat to the very meaning of our republic. We've got to say it. We've got to mean it. We've got to understand it. And we've got to proclaim it. We've got to get our fellow citizens. Again, don't, you know, we're not trying to, to, to convert these people. Uh, understand. We're doing what we're doing on these programs, and so many of my friends and colleagues and, and, and folks I, I admire and listen to, all these other commentators and conservative leaders, we're all trying to do the same thing here to get our people to understand and appreciate the point at which we have arrived in America. Because just 
by us understanding it. This is not a matter of arguing with the other side. Uh, 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 get clear what I'm saying. It's not a matter of arguing with these corrupt people and getting them to change. Now, can they change? God's grace is infinite, but God has to deal with them in the way he's going to deal with them through their personal experiences, whatever goes on between them and God, nobody knows. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about getting these corrupt people away from the levers of power because we don't want them having power over you. Can they someday convert and repent and reform? That's a separate question. But we're not going to let them do damage to you, your freedom, and your families while they have not reformed. Get rid of these, not only get them out of those positions of power, but get rid of these, 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 these corrupt institutions like the FBI. Uh, you know, all right, you understand what I'm saying. Let's pray once again because we have got, we've got to get out of this mess and we've got to elect people like President Trump who are, you know, he's the only one right now that can, that can, that can do this for us and with us. He knows what's going on. He has the strength to do it. He's got the determination. And, and one other thought here before we pray. He gets into office again. He's got the benefit of being only having one more term as president. The benefits. Some people say, oh, well, let's get someone in there who can have two terms. He already had his first term. The benefit of going in there as a second-term president is he don't has to, he doesn't have to worry about building up support for another political campaign. And he's already independent. He's not going to listen to special interest groups or big donors that call him up. Hey, I gave you $5 million. Now I want you to listen to me about this public policy. And he's certainly not like the Bidens being bribed by China and these other countries so that they can make policy decisions that benefit those other countries instead of America. That's what's going on also here. We've got to bring an end to this. And President Trump is the one that can do it. One-term president, he's not going to be, he's not going to hesitate at all to do what has to be done because he's not going to have to answer to anybody for any kind of political favors. That's the kind of person we need at this point in time in American history. As I have said, I respect those who, who, who in the primary have a different uh, candidate that they're supporting. Um, but, 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 but let me tell you, brothers and sisters, we have a lot of great people on our side, a lot of great people that indeed can be and should be presidents in the future. I'm not saying anything against them, although many of you will also have opinions that, that they shouldn't be. Again, we respect everybody's view. But the point is, for this moment in time, for this emergency situation that we're in, this is the man. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, the clarity of your word and for the stance that it takes against corruption. You are the God of truth and justice and purity. And Lord, you have spoken openly. You yourself have been transparent about who you are and what you think and what you want of your people. Lord, free us from tyranny. Free us from corruption. Free us from a weaponized government free us from a country we don't recognize anymore. It's not what our founders gave us. We don't have a police state. We don't want a police state. Please, Lord, take away from the levers of power those that are those that are that are imposing this evil. Bring us to freedom. Bring about the respect for life. What a tyranny it is when someone's life is taken even before they're born. 
Free us, Lord God. Give us strength of understanding and give us strength of will to be able to persuade our fellow citizens who are already on our side as to the moment in which we have arrived and as to the things that we must do. Now we pray as Jesus has taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Freedom, brothers and sisters. Freedom, truth, justice, life. This is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. This is the kingdom our founders believed in and that you and I believe in. Thank you for that. Thank you for your witness. Connect with me on social media, all the platforms, at FR Frank Pavone. That's FR Frank Pavone. We'd love to see you there, encourage you there. And thanks to Right Side Broadcasting Network always for partnering with Priests for Life and this mission and these programs. Connect with them too. And please support our work too. We rely on people like you. And we have a great ministry over at endabortion.us, our Priests for Life ministry. I'm sure you will enjoy learning more about all the other things we do as we give voice to and pray for America. God bless you. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. We'll join you again tomorrow. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priests for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.